And here we are again with Keep Talking. And this is a nice segment. I, I'm really enjoying doing these, you know, because it's very, very casual. Just you and me talking about these episodes that we've done. And, you know, instead of going into great detail as radio guys and, you know, detailed production, we just shoot the shit. Yeah. And um, I like shooting the shit. And uh, by the way, I also like that word shit because in radio, uh, we never get a chance to use that word shit. Oh, shit. No, uh, we no, never shit. did. No. no, never. So now no. I really don't give a shit about the word <laughs> shit. I'm just kidding. Actually, I, as you know, I, I don't like swearing a lot. Uh, the, the, the F word occasionally comes out, but uh, not on this show. I don't, uh, I don't believe we have to go that low, but I like the word shit. Shit every now and then is good. Maybe even daily probably would be very, very healthy. (laughs) Shit every now and then. As my doctor said, it's good to do that every day. Okay. 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 We got to get our shit together here. Yeah, let's get our shit together. So I want to talk a bit about uh, Brent Webb. Uh, I mean, it was such an amazing interview last week. And what really kind of struck me is at first... And I did mention this last week, but I wasn't sure whether this guy was a sleazy Vegas kind of guy, but he's not. Actually, you know, what we talked about is exactly what I talked to our clients about as as a therapist, an amazing guy. And he's credible. He's He's been at the White House, for God's sakes. Yes. Going back to how incredible of a guy this guy is, and he, he pointed this out in last week's interview, that he's not looking... For money, because he makes his money on the road doing big conferences and stuff like that, right. or over in Vegas, whatever. So there's a lot of free information um, you can grab from uh, Brent uh, Brent Webb's uh, website, uh-huh. and uh, it's free. And he was totally right because I checked it out myself, and it is free. And if you want to know how credible of a guy this guy is, listen to some of the testimonials from people uh, Brent helped, and they're on his website. Right. So, uh, and I want to talk again about that book because um, I uh, I started reading it this week. Uh, oh yeah, the magic. Yep, the magic. Of, I am only like into the first chapter. I didn't even know you could read. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Yeah, actually, can I be honest with you? Okay, I lied. <laughs> I wasn't reading the book. Okay, up on YouTube, there's there's an audio book uh, file. Of the book, and and that's how because I've been in radio for for so many years, I do probably some of my best education by watching and listening, especially listening. I, I agree, yeah. As a, as opposed to reading, but uh, the book uh, was authored uh, years ago uh, by Claude M. Bristol, and it's right. called "The Magic of Believing." And right now, I'm into the first chapter of this audio book, and I, I'm finding it fascinating, and and I'm actually finding it, I'm finding it very relaxing. Hmm. You know, Brent talked a lot about uh, uh, meditation and uh, being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding I've got this book on in the background as I sit and do my stuff in the garage or whatever I'm doing. And I'm just finding it uh, very relaxing. The person who is speaking uh, this book to me has a very um, soothing voice oh, and oh. Uh, a very unique voice. So uh, check out the book because this is the... Actually, this apparently is the book that sort of launched Brent Webb's life. He was a... Uh-huh. And many others, yeah. Yeah, he pointed out he was very... Uh, he was a very curious boy at a very young age. And uh, he read this book, I think, when he was 
just a youngster. Oh yeah, yeah. and it, and it really changed his life. It's it, it's also uh, changed other people's lives, and he shared how this impacted uh, a lot of celebrities he worked with, like Phyllis Stiller and Liberace, and they really mm-hmm. believed in this book. But uh, we mentioned uh, his book, uh, so that that book's a free book. It's on Brent Webb. Dot com b r e n t w e b b dot com and 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 he's not paying us for 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 talking about this it like rob and i really got a lot a lot out of his interview and i was he actually called us he yes. called us yeah, he, wanting an interview he wanted to be on our podcast exactly and oh yeah. such an honor to have someone yeah. cuz he does a lot of radio he does a lot of interviews but i have one question if you uh, listened to uh, last week's interview with brent I'd like to know what the Vegas act was who went to spend $50,000 at the casino. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 uh, for, for whatever reason, didn't want to mention, uh, who the celebrity was. It it was a, it was a singer. Did he say? Yeah. It was a a musical act. If I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. And uh, apparently (laughs) he was asked to come back and, hey, would you would you do next week for us here in Vegas or something like that? And he went, why? He says, well, uh, we don't have that much budget. And besides uh, the entertainer from last week, lost 50,000 at the casino. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So and and good for him for not mentioning it, because it really is none of our business. But it did raise my curiosity of who it might be. You know, what's really interesting that we didn't talk about on, uh, uh, at the at the end of the interview What's that? is how how we we can relate to him uh, about his past history. Well, he he had mentioned too uh, addiction was part of his life. Exactly, same uh, as ours. Yeah, and um, you know, addiction uh, I think touches everyone in one way or another. Whether you are the addict or someone close to you was the addict. Um, so, I mean, addiction touches all of us, but he went through his trials and tribulations, but it, it just sounds like he's authentically enjoying life because he's basically taken what he's learned and put it to practice in his life, and he's enjoying life, as we all should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting message where you would think, and I guess he was influenced by watching Dallas and having lots of money, but you know, here's a guy that you know does have a lot of money or or did. Maybe he simplified his life, but he shared that you know when he had the house and the cars and stuff like that, he says, well, like a month later, you're standing in your, your foyer of your house going, so now what? So it does speak to, doesn't matter how much you have in your life, uh, how much material, how much stuff that you have. I, I, have a, I have a quote in front of me right now oh. from Jim Carrey, the actor, okay? He says, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. Right. I've, I saw that, too, on Did social you? media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and I, he simplified his life. Jim Carrey simplified his life. Yeah, like, and, he, and uh, you know, in my perspective, he's he's a different dude. I've Listen, don't get me wrong. He's a Canadian-born uh, actor, I think, out of Scarborough or out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, you know, I think back to all the movies this guy's been in and how much money he probably has. Again, this is my perspective, but... As he said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they, they can see that it's not the answer. And this is exactly what uh, what Brent uh, Webb was talking about. He had it all and realized, well... Mm, it doesn't really mean a lot no. in the long run. No. Yeah. So, you know, 
Uh, I've thought about, geez, you know, if I won um, the lottery, I would have the big house and I'd have the fancy cars and I'd have a Ferrari. But, you know, it's it's people like Jim Carrey and Brent that kind of put in context mm-hmm. that, yeah, so what? So you get those things and it's it's after you have them for a while, then then it's like, bleh. So what? You know, in in the uh, in the height of my radio career, I had some really really nice cars. I must admit, but you know, at the end of the day, a car will get you from point A to point B. Right. And sure, you might be looking pretty darn good in uh, you know a seventy or eighty thousand dollar car back then. This is back in the nineties when I had. I was going to say seventy or eighty. Well, that's what, what are you talking well, that's about. That's what they are. Back then. That's what they are now. But I mean, back in the nineties. I don't mind saying I was I was driving a beautiful Lexus. Oh yeah, it really was beautiful. Oh. But you know, I've got a standard North American car right now. It gets my wife. We only have one car in the family, by the way. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. and I. What we do just to save money is we uh, we think out our schedules, and uh, one car serves both of us. So, like, uh, I'm very you know I'm very conscious about money. And we realize we don't need two cars to get around. Uh, we'll make it work between uh, the two of us with one car. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that car only gets you from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. uh, that's my little lesson on how much cars are worth these days, too. It's always the chase, right? I mean, we're always chasing something, you know, better and bigger and, you know, more and more money. But, I mean, as you say, you can't take it with you. But we're very much focused on that. You know, well, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty I'm guilty for sure. Oh, and I and I I didn't want to bring this up, but I mean, then it comes down to fashion and someone everyone has to have the latest purse. Well, not that I would wear a purse, but I mean, I'm talking ladies, you know. Well, you may have not a purse, but what they call is a satchel or a, right? or a man purse or something. Or a man yeah, purse, but it, right. But okay. uh, is it Gucci or whatever it is? It does, you know. I mean, you know, I I don't mind telling people I'm a 60-year-old man. That as, as the old Shania Twain song that don't impress me much, you know. It just, it really doesn't. So, uh, well, Rob, you, you, you sound, geez, you know, you don't sound sixty. You know, you sound like maybe fifty nine in six months. Well, thank you. <laughs> At least I'm not showing my age. That's important, and I appear a little you were, younger than uh, what I am. <laughs> you were talking about being back in the day, right? Yeah. Now we we've shared with the listeners that you know back in the day we did our alcohol we did our drugs yeah. D- did you ever do any uh um hallucinogenics did you ever try acid or anything like that no um marijuana alcohol well that's actually even marijuana is a part hallucinogen well, okay, well, I, people don't realize okay, that, i yeah. didn't know that cuz i figured since, yeah. since it's legal in canada now um mm-hmm. anyway, well, well to a certain to amount, a certain yeah. extent yeah but no, I, I I never got into the the harder drugs. It was uh, it was marijuana and a, and a lot of drinking back in the day, and um, it caused both uh, fun and pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that culture, I'm sure you come across people. I remember guys in college that took LSD, right? Okay. Because that 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 was around back then. Yeah. Well, this is our, our show just before New Year's, and I sort of remember. Back in the uh, early 80s, when uh, you and I were working at a certain radio station in a... <laughs> I d- know what you're going to mention. You know but... what I'm going to talk about, don't you? Yes. yes. I think... <laughs> Let's go back, folks. Way, way back. And uh, early 80s at a radio station in Ontario, which should be uh, should remain nameless. And there <laughs> you and I were working a New Year's Eve shift, if I'm not mistaken. 
And you were you were coming in at midnight, and I believe I was working till midnight. And somehow a champagne bottle and or some beers were opened on the air quietly in the background so the listener would never be aware of it. Yes, they were. And you and I were getting a little sauced. Yes, I even came into that a uh, half lit, and oh, I don't mean okay, that I had any Christmas lights on. I was oh, okay. I, I was half in the bag b- oh, before okay. before I even did that shift with you. But I I vividly remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, we've all had our fun. Like I I get out talking to people. There, I someone came up to me last week and they said, you know, I've been catching your podcast, and I I love the report between you and Greg. And they said, uh, it sounds sure sounds like you guys had a lot of fun together over the years. And the the answer and the true answer to that question would be, yeah, we had a lot of fun. But I think back, and I was mentioning this to a guy just yesterday. I said, sometimes I wonder why I'm alive today with some of the stupid things we did yeah, yeah. as we were younger. You know, it, <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. how we how we got through that. But looping back. Yeah, looping back to this LSD thing, right? Uh, because next week we um, we're interviewing uh, uh, Drew Banky, and we're not talking about LSD, but we're talking about a hallucinogen. Okay. And I'm not sure if you knew the guys that did acid back then. You know, we didn't really think that they were really doing much other than just tripping. Yeah. Since we're being honest, and we're always honest, and I actually wanted to talk about this, I uh, I never got into cocaine. Okay, but that was the thing in Montreal when I was doing radio. It was the eighties. Well, it was the nineties in my case. Oh, oh, the, I see. Okay. It was the early nineties, yeah. and can I tell you the truth? I had never seen cocaine until I got to Montreal in nineteen ninety four, and it was the thing. And um, and I never got into it. I just thought, oh, that's that's a that's a bad one. But it just seemed everyone else was on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, after my marriage broke up, the girl that I was going out with, she was on it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. The people I worked with, I'm not saying all of them were on it, but a good portion of them were on it. It just, uh, and, you know, all I was doing is maybe smoking some marijuana and and, uh, doing some drinking. All recreational stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Where um, nowadays... Well, we mentioned in Canada, you know, you, you can, you know, use marijuana legally up to a certain point. But in my experience, uh, some people do uh, have uh, experiences, paranoia, for for example, mm-hmm. with weed. And, and sometimes there's what we call substance-induced uh, psychosis. But aside from that, uh, the recreational part of psychedelics, there is a huge, I'm, I can't say movement, but there's a shift the last little while of using plant medicines, but not in a recreational way. People do, but nowadays using plant medicines can help you expand your mind and have a better understanding about about life. Especially during uh, forms of therapy with a therapist. And and that's, I think, what you're getting at is uh, we've, right. had, we've had doctors on the show here in the past who talked about... Dr. Singh. Dr. Singh, yes. Thanks for reminding me. But he, um, you know, he talked about uh, getting people on magic mushrooms just to open their mind uh, during therapy. Mm-hmm. And it, it enabled the patient to go back and open up and discuss perhaps what was bothering them or what was the issue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
uh, a shorter and quicker way of the work that we do. And at first I thought this can't be safe because like I said, I, you know, my experience was with people that, you know, used LSD back in the day. But the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a few people come in. As I mentioned, Drew Banky uh, is someone that reached out to us that was interested in coming on the show. And when we talked on the phone, him and I, mm-hmm. he talked about all the benefits of a plant medicine called ayahuasca. Have you heard of that yet? Ayahuasca? <laughs> I know ayahuasca is... is ayahuasca. I've never, yeah. no, I've never heard of that, no. So it's one of those plant medicines, and I think that it's from South America. I'm not quite sure. But um, I'm looking forward to interviewing him because, you know, as a, as a therapist, doing the research and talking with Dr. Singh many, many weeks ago, uh, there's credibility. I, I believe there's credibility to the use of therapy-assisted psychedelics. Uh, I don't think that you should go and take ayahuasca on your own and have your own trip. I think that... Yeah. You need someone that is a sacred healer or someone that really knows how to how to use the drug. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, I believe he's from Colorado. But uh, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about ayahuasca. So if you've heard of ayahuasca, tune in next week because uh, we're going to talk about it in length with someone that has taken it mm-hmm. and he says that it's changed his life. So here we are. We're almost at the close. Can you believe we're at the close of 2023? Oh, my God, yeah. Jeez, it's gone so quick. It really has. Lots happened. A lot has happened in, in, in 2023. I just wish people would get off their god dang phones. That's my wish for 2024. I know it keeps us connected, okay? But uh, did I ever tell you the story? I, I have a feeling you're going to tell me now. I am. I have this old um, cop friend of mine here who lives in the same city as I do. He's retired now. But uh, we got talking about uh, about phones and how we're all connected by phones, which we both think is a great thing. Because it. let's face it, uh, I mean, I, I love Facebook for the fact that I've uh, regained consciousness with uh, friends who I would have not been able to regain consciousness with had it not been for Facebook. However, however, my buddy and I, his name is Doug, we got talking about this the other day, and he says, you know, I invite the family over for dinner, whether it be Easter dinner, whether it be Thanksgiving dinner, whether it be Christmas dinner, and he says, I have a policy now, and he parks this great big basket at the front door. Oh, yeah. And the reason he does that is when you come into his house to have that proverbial holiday dinner with uh, he and his wife and and family, there is no one allowed to be sitting around the table texting and or on social media and or the phone ringing. Why did you go over to this guy's place in the first place? It was to be with them. Exactly. So in other words, that basket at the front door he wants you to park your phone in the basket, and you can't have it until you leave his place that evening. That's amazing. I, I think uh, I, I, I think I should do that myself. I think a lot of people should do that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think uh, technology is great, but I think technology has also, uh, you know, we, we call this uh, episode that we do on Mind Body Matters, we call it Keep Talking. And unfortunately, I believe our social skills have gone right down the tubes simply because because of the technology we have right now. It's interesting how they call it social media because very often people that are in your presence there that could talk to you face-to-face in yep. person 
are apparently using a media to be social. Yes. And why is that? Just, you know, put your phone down and and, and uh, engage. Well, here's the other thing, too. And I, I'm going to go back and talk about my son again. One of the problems I had with Alex uh, and I think the rest of the family would agree that the same thing uh, which happened to me happened to the rest of the family. Alex was never good at answering phone calls, okay? And Mm, uh, mm -hmm. this is what I'm getting at, is just the ability to talk to people uh, and not through text form. I I also do believe texts can be misinterpreted because there's no... Oh, all the time. There's no tonal quality to it. Like, when I'm talking to you right now, you know how I'm feeling, um, I could say, I'm having a great day. Now, does that sound mm-hmm. like I'm having a great day? But if you're talking to me on the phone, I'm going, I'm having a great day. Well, then you mm. know I'm having a great day. Yeah, you there's no emotion in in, uh, in text. In text. And uh, that's what I'm getting at. I just think, uh, you know, the ability to talk. And again, I, I bring it back to Alex and, and uh, again on September uh, 6th. Um, as you pointed out, he killed himself. He uh, committed suicide. And uh, I'll never forget that day. But uh, it also brings up another topic that I do want to talk about. Okay. And it's a service that's available in Canada now. And it's called 988. Yes. That's just, that just happened recently. The U.S. has had it for a while. Yeah. And, you know, when we did our episode and we, we, we talked about Alex because we felt we needed to talk about him because we're talking about mental health and at the mm-hmm. end of the episode if you remember i listed a number of places yeah lots of lots of different uh numbers and and uh, uh you know resources that people could go to and then it was just funny a couple of weeks ago uh or thereabouts uh, you and i uh, said hey they've done this number in canada now it's called 988 and i coined a phrase and i went 988 this is great <laughs> that's the cell line, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, that's my cell line, but I just thought <laughs> this is great, 988. And basically, folks, um, if if you're struggling and perhaps, you know, you've got suicidal thoughts or, you know, it's, it's not a kid's helpline. It's actually, it's a suicide hotline is what it really comes down to. But just dial 988. It's like calling... The other numbers that you can, like in an emergency, you call 911. Right. Okay. Right. You call 988. It's an emergency. Yeah. It's an emergency, but it it deals with the suicide component. Right. Um, So uh, if, if, you know, those thoughts are running through your mind, again, this is a service that was just announced recently, and I wanted to bring it up on the show today. So it's 988. And that's 988 in Canada, and I realized that uh, in the States, when I was listing those things for, the, for that, that episode, uh, mm-hmm. there wasn't that number yet. And in the States, they have 988. So now anybody oh, listening to yeah. our, our podcast in Canada or the U.S., now mm-hmm. we say if you feel that you're in a mental health emergency, yes. uh, you have dark thoughts, call 988. Uh, I, I'm so happy to see that in Canada and that in North America, no matter where you are, you can reach out that way. Yeah. Well, you know, as we wind down this episode, do you have any, um, do you have any New Year's resolutions since we oh, are coming geez. up? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> no, you know, to be honest, uh, I don't usually do New Year's resolutions uh, because back in the day, it used to be, well, I'm going to quit alcohol this year and it never happened and I had to go to rehab. You just set yourself up for failure is what you were saying. What you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I felt right. even more of a right. failure that I couldn't live up yeah. to. And that's not something you really should have as a New Year's resolution. You know, I had to go to rehab for, for that to happen. Yeah. But I, I think since then, I, I've never really put much uh, stake in, in having a, a resolution. How about you? Um, want to be kinder. Really? To people. Yep. I think that you're kind to people. Well, yeah, but you see, that's your perception. I've sat down and... Uh, maybe take an inventory of myself this year. And I realized that I wasn't as nice as I could be to some people. Hmm. Just a realization. So I want to be kind. I want to be generous. I want to give love. I want to give help. And if nothing else, I just don't want to give people a hard time. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. So that's mine. That's funny because I, I um I would say that you have all those qualities, but you are you and you know yourself well, and these are things to improve yourself in the in the new year. You're right. I do have those qualities, but I just don't think I exemplified uh, all those qualities. You could do better, and, is what you're I saying. I can do better. Yeah, I, I guess I can do better, and I guess I've just made those realizations. So as we move forward into 2024, that's what I want to do. So. Um, that's sort of my New Year's resolution. Oh, and of course, to to lose a little weight too. But uh, and that's coming along. But as they used to say, Rome was not built in a day. No, no. Actually, you know what? I do have a New Year's resolution. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Do tell. Uh, I hope in 2024 that my best friend Rob quits cigarettes, quits smoking. Does that put any pressure on you? It's supposed to be your resolution. <laughs> Hang on. It's supposed to be your resolution. It, oh, you, you you know, you psychotherapists have a way of, you have a way of twisting things. You know, it's supposed to be your New Year's resolution. All of a sudden you twist it around and making it mine. No, no, I don't want to put that pressure on you. No, I was just joking. <laughs> okay. But I, you know, I, I mean, what what you listed is is amazing and and good okay. for you that you know, and you don't have to do the stereotypical, uh, you know, quit smoking. Everyone does that, and yeah. as you mentioned, you can set yourself up for failure. But it's funny when you said that we were talking about alcohol addiction earlier, and I mentioned that oh, you set yourself up for failure. Same thing with cigarettes. I listen. That is on my list of things to do, and I'm not making excuses, but. Let's put it this way. The last part of uh, 2023 wasn't the best time to quit smoking, okay? So no, that's true. I, I'm, I'm going to carry on one vice for the time being, but it is on my list because, uh, quite honestly, I'd like to live uh, a longer life than uh, um, maybe what's planned for me if I continue to smoke. So quitting smoking would be a good thing. But I also want to make mention, too, um, who would have thunk uh, over six months ago that uh, when we started doing the show, that uh, the show would have ended up being as successful as it is. Uh, mm-hmm. the, number of, the number of people we've touched this year, the number of people who have uh, caught on to the podcast, and um, it gave you and I uh, a chance to rekindle, yes. which, is important, which is important. So thank yeah. you. I can hear it in your voice, Rob, and I, I, I feel the same way. 
that, um, I mean, maybe we didn't keep in touch as much as we should have uh, prior to 2023, but yeah. um, I'm enjoying uh, doing the podcast with you and rekindling our friendship and realizing, shit, I mean, we should have really hung out more. Oh, there's that word, sh- that, there's that word shit again. Right, right, right. And, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm shitting all over things right now, but. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, it, it, uh, being honest and genuine here, uh, yeah. maybe we should have uh, rekindled this many, many years ago, but uh, I mean, maybe because we're radio people and, you know, we put on this persona and, and we need microphones in front of us to, to really be true and, and, and to um, realize that there's a true friendship. I've always like, for some reason, as a kid, you know, I always wanted to be a radio announcer. Well, I'll tell you, that sort of changed. And now it's in podcast form. So, I mean, I'm still doing what I set out to do and love back when I was a uh, 12, 13-year-old kid. Me too. I wonder, and I'll leave this with you because you're going to be, uh, you're going to be editing this uh, uh, very soon. Oh, uh, and I got a lot of editing to do after this episode. Oh, all shit. Your mis- all your mis- There's that word again, shit. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I thought my part is the easy part to edit. <laughs> okay. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them's just jokes, folks. So based yeah. on what we're talking about, the New Year's uh, yeah. uh, resolutions and things like that, um, I'll leave it to you when you edit this together, is uh, each each uh, Keep Talking, you have a really cool song to, uh, oh, to end the yeah. show. So yeah. I'll leave it with you. You may not think of something right now, or maybe you do, but not, if not, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll roll out with uh, a song of your choice. Very good. And I wish you, my podcast partner, a healthy and happy new year and give my best to your lovely wife, Steph. Thanks so much. And you too, Rob. Uh, This has been great. The last number of months doing the podcast, wish you all the best in 2024 and pass it along to your family and Carm. Love you, man. Love you too. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal. Confidant